All right, welcome back to Beer and Bible. Um, we are going on episode two of me and not Neil. <laughs> we got <laughs> he's he's he'll be back. He'll be back sooner or later. But I don't know the way things are flowing with Joey. Maybe new, new host. Uh, yeah, new host. yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so um, no. we're back with uh, Joey. Joey, who are you? What are you doing here? Okay, so um, <laughs> I am a software engineer by day, uh, New Testament textual critic by night. It's a All passion right. of mine, and I'm here to talk about New Testament textual criticism, what it is, how it works, why we need it, and we're nice. hopefully going to get into some examples this time. All right, so since Neil's not here to introduce the beer, I've got to do it myself, which I hate, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I'm still on the Flying Dog Tropical Bitch Belgian IPA. Um, little crude name there, but all of their beers delicious. This one's got... Uh, Guava, pineapple, still don't know what the fuck guava is. Pineapple and tangerine, 8%. It's treat me right. Mm. So, Joey, what is textual... Tech, fuck, I did that last time, too. <laughs> what is tex, textual criticism? Let's okay. do Cliff Notes version. If they don't like it, they can go back and listen to the last episode. Okay, so Cliff Notes version. Um, we have over 5,000 copies of the Greek New Testament. None of them agree all the way, and the differences between them, there are over 500,000 of them. So the whole goal of textual criticism is... It's weeding through that 500,000. Yep. <laughs> Sifting through that and figuring out... Not what, scrolls. They're no. not scrolls. No. They're books. They're books. Um, and some papyrus sheets. Papyrus. <laughs> In our last episode, or not last, the last before last talked about the elephantine papyrus oh so i'm not familiar with papyrus itself i've never like touched it but yeah. I, I i've heard the word i'm familiar with the word nice. yeah it's yep. fancy paper right it's not skin paper it's like paper paper right reads. it's like reeds reeds that you smash together and then you can write on them uh but yeah like textual criticism is about sifting through like all of those manuscripts and all of the differences between them figuring out which uh which readings preserved in them are most likely to be original or are closest to the original. Um, and we also want to understand, you know, where the changes came from and how we got them all. Um, nice. So we went into some things, some tools you use or methods or yeah. just things you learn that make you help you like recognize what's, I don't know why I'm talking with my hands. I'm doing it. Right. I, I think we do both it. do that, it's, but yeah, no one can see it's that. Like, we're like standing here like, just like motioning to each other. <laughs> like you guys can see it. Sorry, sorry, you're missing out. We're gonna do this live one day, and you can see these oh, awesome hand motions. Nice. I feel now nah, that would get messy. <laughs> but you explained last time the tools you use, the processes, the, the finesse. <laughs> we listened to some awesome stories of um, some lost scrolls. Is that a yeah? I mean, like er, early, no, not scrolls, cast but early. Side scr oh, damn it! I said <laughs> scrolls again. Damn it, Joey. I'm going to have, have you saying scrolls by the time your next time you walk into the office or like the dungeon or wherever you guys do this, you're going to be like, where are them fucking scrolls at? See, if we <laughs> if, 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 if this were a video, I'd be asking Neil to have like a, a scroll counter in the bottom corner of the screen. We can do that. We Can, can do, you do this? I, maybe. Well, <laughs> Neil can do anything. That's why we kicked it. Or we didn't kick him off the show. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got into some stories about like just discoveries that were very important to textual criticism, um, things that sort of changed the landscape of like which 
which changes in the text we knew about and yeah. some that might have been original when all the later ones weren't. Um, and yeah, like one thing that we talked about specifically was even though there are over 500,000 differences between all the manuscripts that we have now and like that number, there are actually, there are more of those changes than there are words in the new Testament. Like that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is most of them are things that you can easily weed out. Like 30% of them are things that are obviously nonsense, like misspellings or just like obvious mistakes that can be explained away. And like half of those 500,000 are things that can only be found in one surviving manuscript, which means like they could be original, but it's really unlikely. Yeah. Um, so, and like, besides that, there are other things like just changes in word order, um, like supplying the subject of a sentence when there wasn't one before, um, other things that are very easily explained and don't actually change the sense of the, the passage that you're reading very much. Yeah. What's trying to be like conveyed or like pushed mm-hmm. through that. This is the point. Yeah. So that, that leaves us with, and I think the figure is probably around like 15% of those, maybe less. Like that is, that's the stuff that's really meaty stuff that is like interesting that we want to know about that. Like says, okay, you know what the, the higher stakes things. Yeah. And, um, I, if, if, it's fine with you. I mean, I'd love to kind of go through some of those with the time we have left. Absolutely. And so can... some examples? Yeah. So it's some sort examples. of like... We're getting into of, the meat and potatoes here. Yeah. We can buckle up and sort of just like kind of... We'll, we'll, we'll try to fly through this in a way as, as textual critics and kind of work through the process. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. Live. Live, <laughs> live. on the podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, I'll... Yeah. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 27... In verses 16 and 17. Okay. So, in those, this is where, you know, this is the story of where Jesus is about to get crucified. Um, he's showing up before uh, before Pilate, um, the governor of the area. and The guy ruling the land. Yeah. And so, he's basically, Pilate basically offers the people a prisoner trade. You know, um, mm. do you want me to set Jesus free? Or do you want me to set this other guy, Barabbas, free? Um, and Barabbas is a thief and a criminal, and the people want him instead of Jesus. Ah. But what's what's interesting is that in Matthew, like there's this this there's this reading that's found in sort of a smaller family of copies, um, and those copies don't just call the other guy Barabbas, like they call him Jesus Barabbas. Oh. Because if, like that was his full name or something, so he was also another Jesus. Well, so do you want Jesus, or do you do you want Jesus the thief, or Jesus' guy has been stirring up a bunch of shit around town? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like it, what's interesting about it is that the way that Pilate phrases it, he says like, "Who do you want me to release for you, um, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ?" So like if if that reading is correct, that has like Jesus Barabbas. He's sort of like saying, you know, which Jesus do you want me to give to you? Ah. Jesus Brabus or Jesus, the one that's called Christ? Like it almost it almost makes a little bit more sense of um, of like what he's saying there because he's making a distinction. Gotcha. Two similar things. It's not just some random thief. It's like the guy from town Mm -hmm. or this guy who's walking around calling himself the man. Yeah. Hmm. So it's yeah, and that it's kind of like a it's a weird one, but it's not like a make or break thing. No, but it's like no. why would they leave that out? 
Right. And it's it's a weird like it's not like a theological difference necessarily. It doesn't yeah. change anything that we believe about about Jesus, but yeah. Like it's just a neat like it tells you something about about history and about how maybe some people reacted to it. Like maybe, you know, some of these people who are a little bit more more pious, who are a little bit more you know, there's only one Jesus in the Bible. Yeah. Let's scrub that piece out. Like yeah, like his I, name, like Jesus, could have just been the popular name back then. Like, yeah, huh. just like they they don't want the name Jesus to be associated with this kind of a criminal. Oh yeah, yeah, scallywag. this dirty thief. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like coming back to what you were talking about, or you mentioned in the last episode, like the Orthodox. Yeah, Orthodox. That like, could be an example of Orthodox corruption. Yeah, not somebody from outside that's trying to like bastardize the text, but somebody that's trying. From within the inside of this trying to just clean it up, like be like, yeah. let's make this a little more palatable for like let's you know, yeah. let's clean it up. Let's run it through the filter. So certainly a possibility. I want that raw, dirty Bible. I want all of them. I yeah. want everything in there. Thankfully that that seems to be like where most of a like textual criticism where it like goes. Like, yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. like they, they, it's easier to believe that the dirtier stuff was original because yeah. like it's harder to change something nice and clean to something dirty on purpose. Yeah. Um, Put the bow on the end of the story instead of like, oh, nobody wins. Do the Game of Thrones ending. Well, not the ending, but just like everything but the ending. <laughs> this is very timely. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it, but I've heard I, that everyone's very mad. It. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, I've read about it. <laughs> um, so let's see. We'll do another one now. It's like from the same same chapter of Matthew. Um, so just basically want you to turn over to... Turn over to verse. I'm not turning shit. I'm gonna let you handle the scrolls this episode. <laughs> yeah. So for everybody else who has their own scrolls at home, you to roll, roll them over. that roll that shit out on the living room floor and <laughs> follow along. Roll with me to uh, Matthew <laughs> chapter 27, verse. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um. Yeah. Roll over to Matthew 27, verse 49. So what you're seeing here is, um, like we. If you're looking at that, it doesn't look like there's anything going on. It just says, but the rest of them said, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. So Jesus is saying, um, uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me while he's up on the cross? Um, but the the textual change that's really interesting here is that a, a good handful of copies of Matthew have something else inserted into the end of that verse really yeah and what like else? something that's still circulating today or like uh, I mean, or, or no sorry this is stuff that you that has been translated well it's stuff that has been uh copied from okay, manuscript gotcha. to manuscript down to this day so we have like a handful of them that survived that still have this in it yeah and like the thing what they did is they added this there's they add this piece to the end of that verse and it says but you know another one like referring to another soldier uh, having taken a spear, pierced Jesus in the side, and uh, blood and water came out. Hmm. So, like, to be fair, like that that detail is recorded, but yeah. not in Matthew. Usually, it's recorded in John. Huh. Um, and the really weird thing. So John's like, "That's weird." Yeah. <laughs> Matthew's like, "It all looks the same to me." Blood. <laughs> Yeah, so like John, John, we're we're pretty sure that John originally included that detail in his gospel, mm-hmm. but Matthew, like not all the copies have that there. Some of them include it there, but the here's the weird thing. Uh, the weird thing is that in John, soldier doesn't pierce Jesus' side until after he after he's dead, uh. but in Matthew, he pierces him before he dies. Weird. 
Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> that's no, that's fucking bad because I'm sitting there now and I'd be like, we could go down a whole rabbit hole with that. Mm-hmm. Like, who was there? Who wasn't? Like, was it? Did they tell him, like, there's the one guy that said, what? Well, saw this and it's like right. this contested thing at heat in the moment like the guy they were following just died like there's a lot of chaos like, uh-huh. who the, who knows like yeah that's hmm. and like what makes it what makes it weird is that like it, it kind of makes more sense in john like like biologically speaking like for the blood in the water to come out when they poke him in the side like yeah. that's a sign that he actually was dead like, yeah that's why they to, did that things had to separate and yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not an expert. I'm not a medical expert. You'd have to ask a doctor about that. Have a doctor on the podcast <laughs> and ask them about it. That's a, we we have one lined up. That's okay, no, sweet. that's a fucking lie. We have no doctor <laughs> lined up for this. You are our only special guest at this point. Jay. <laughs> okay. Um, but like the weird thing is that while Jesus was still alive on the cross, if they had poked him, like that wouldn't be expected to happen. Yeah. So there's, so there's like it's a tough question. Like ah. did. Did somebody toss this into Matthew's gospel because they wanted to have this detail from John's gospel and they liked it and they wanted it in Matthew's or was it always in Matthew's gospel and people took it out because it, it caused this really weird difficulty? Yeah. Like they're like, Oh, it seems like it contradicts John. So let's take it out. Oh, that's yeah. That's yeah. weird. This like turns into this kind of political thing. Like we can't, or not, you know, political in the sense of the term of like, we can't, we got to stay consistent. Yeah. yeah. You don't want contradictions in the Bible. Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> weird. So, yeah, it's, it's that's an interesting one. And that's sort of like a that, that one's a little bit that one's a little bit higher stakes cuz it's you know it it does it's about a very important detail. Cuz like if one little thing crumbles, like people start questioning your whole Yeah. Well, and also like which med- is what you do for a living. You question all of you like <laughs> what are you trying to do here, Mark? Mm-hmm. Matthew? No, no, that, that that sounds sketchy to me. Like you're you're you got some holes in your story there, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna figure you out. <laughs> like lawyering up on him. <laughs> okay. So that, that that's all I'll say about that one. Like I'm not gonna give you a decision on like which one is right because it's it's just it's a controversy. There's some but... guy in his living room right now, like, I'm about to read this whole damn Bible to see what the hell's going on. Like, <laughs> there are holes in your story. And I'll try to I'll try to give you guys as much to look for as I can. Yeah. Um, I was all cracked out and red-eyed. Like, it has to be at work the next morning. What are you doing? I was looking through my Bible all night. What the fuck? You like, You've never... Him. I didn't even know you had a Bible. You see him, like, just, like, five o'clock shadow all over yeah. his face in his office. Like, str- like the tax pinned across a corkboard with, like, little threads <laughs> the, going from the, the, yeah, thing. The, <laughs> it all leads back to this one guy. <laughs> but was he dead? <laughs> Okay. This Jesus guy, there's more to him than I thought. <laughs> um Okay, so the next one. Uh it's in another another gospel. This one's in Mark chapter one. And if you look at verse forty one, this is just a story where a leper comes up to Jesus and he says to him, you know, listen, if you want to, you can make me clean. And what verse forty one says in most of the copies is moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing to be cleansed. Ah, so he's like, he follows the whole story of Jesus, this compassionate, loving Savior, and is like, yeah, dude, I got you. Yeah. Hmm. But, but there's one Greek manuscript and a bunch of Latin ones that have a different word here. Ah. So, they, so when, you say, when you say a bunch of Latin ones, we're talking like, 
we're kind of this is actually getting kind of crazy how um, many there are it's not even like that there's a lot like of them but they're, the they're they're very old latin copies so yeah. it's it's something that we give a little bit more weight to yeah because like this was this was circulating early on ah. um, closer to the source and what those copies say here is not that jesus was moved with compassion but that he was he was angry Ooh. Like Jesus, this guy, this leper comes up to Jesus on his knees and he's like, listen, if you want to, you can make me clean. And then like the next verse we have Jesus just like, he's angry at the guy, but he still heals them. I've been doing this all day. <laughs> and now you get Healing me this. people. And now you're coming around hollering, talking about, I want to be clean. Like I'm off the clock, bro. <laughs> yeah. And like, so it, it's weird because. But you know what? I love you. It's like, oh my God. Oh no, no, I can't get into it. Like, <laughs> no, like it's like Black Jesus, like not, not like, not, like the, the Adult Swim the show, adult show is amazing. I lo- like that's the one I want. I want Black <laughs> Jesus. He is the man. Hey, I can relate to that dude. He is fucking awesome. <laughs> like, coming at me with that bullshit. Uh-huh. Um, I love you by default. <laughs> I feel like that's how he loves me. <laughs> He's like, you're on the list just because, motherfucker. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, so there's a lot of, or there's a significant amount of manuscripts that talk about, not scrolls, right? that talk about this this Jesus that's annoyed, this like... Yeah, like he gets angry. Which to me is a more human take. I've been working all damn day, and then you want to come at me with this unclean shit. Right, and like, it, so that there's... That actually makes more sense to me. That's the draw to it, like yeah. it, in a way, like some people have said, you know, that that could be more real, and like... It's not the only place in Mark where we see Jesus get angry. Like, there's a time in Mark where he gets ticked off at a fig tree. I was going to say, didn't he curse a fig tree? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it, I think Mark says. Neil like, told me that, and I've been holding on to that little nugget for a long time. Yeah, but, like, I think Mark even says, like, it wasn't the season for figs. So Jesus just, get, he knows that it's not the time, but How he still do you gets do that? angry. Just tap him on the shoulder. It's like, Jesus, I'm not, I am not trying to start any shit. I swear to you, I, you are my creator. <laughs> You made the whole universe. You could take me out of existence in the blink of an eye. I know this, but it's out of season, bro. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. Get behind me. <laughs> like, doesn't that where he just like tells everybody to get behind him? When it's he doesn't on that one, but like you can easily picture it. <laughs> Cause the next thing he does is curses the fig tree and says, it can't make anything. Yeah, ever fuck again. you fig tree. You be- get behind me. <laughs> get behind me fig tree. Damn it. God. <laughs> um, it's reversed. Yeah. It's GD. It's DG. <laughs> But yeah, so like it's Mark. Mark has a number of places where we see how human Jesus is because of how angry he gets. Yeah. I like that. I like human Jesus. So this, this could be one it's of relatable. them. Relatable or not? Not that it should be, but that's that's crazy. And maybe maybe a bunch of people, like a lot of the other scribes, changed it to another word because they felt like it made Jesus look better for him not to be angry at this guy who was yeah. asking him for help. It's like you always see him holding the lamb. You know, he's always sitting in the picture, just calm as a cucumber. But meanwhile, back at the ranch, they've been sacrificing those damn lambs yeah. for thousands of years. Like, that's their main course, usually, at every <laughs> meal. It's like, you you pick the cutest, babiest fucking lamb that's yep. been sleeping with your kids, and you're going to kill that thing, and it's going to taste great. And you're going to give half of it to me. Actually, no, screw that. You're going to give the whole thing to me. And you're going to cook it up and watch it burn. <laughs> like that was kind of the old testament right? yeah yeah that's, that's right that's the passover yeah. lamb so just wandering around the desert sacrificing all the tasty lambs to god <laughs> eating sticks and manna and shit <laughs> yeah with not a drop of beer oh um yeah that's that, that's i don't know like 
there there are arguments both ways. Like obviously, like it, it's a lot more sanitized to see Jesus being compassionate. Yeah, but it's also weird because like I don't know, like the the people who made that change there didn't make it everywhere else where Jesus is angry. Yeah, and you'd think like they'd be consistent with it if they were gonna do that, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Um, it's it's just a another weird one that kind yeah, of that's reflects cool. on Jesus' that's, character in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, because again, it, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't change anything at the core, but it makes like a more human approach. Or it looks like a more human reaction. Yeah. Um. So another one is, like it, this is one that most people probably know about because there are two like bigger ones in the New Testament. Um, like two bigger changes. Oh, bigger than that? Well, like bigger than angry Jesus? Yeah, and I mean in terms of like how much of the text they cover. So like there are some that are several verses long. Yeah. Like that either are there or aren't there in some copies. So like one of them is the ending of Mark, which you probably heard about. Or like some of the people listening may have heard about it. Uh, so I don't have my Bible on me, but okay. I'm unfamiliar. Okay, so you, you go to the end of Mark, like chapter 16. Which is the second book of the new testament yes yes you got it got it Uh, so much easier and for some of you if you're looking in your bibles you might have like brackets around verses 9 through 20 um and that's basically your your bible's way of telling you these uh these verses are not found in some manuscripts um and like the two manuscripts that they're not found in are some of the two of the oldest ones that we have, like they're the ones that I told you the stories about last time. Oh, oh gotcha. and Sinaiticus. Ah, we'll bring, go back and listen to that around. last episode. You gotta listen to that other episode. <laughs> so they don't have that that ending of Mark, um, and like the reason that it's so compelling that you don't have it is because like it it makes things really difficult when you get to the end of verse eight. Like if that's the ending of Mark, because at verse eight, it just says like the women who saw the angel. In, in Jesus' tomb, and Jesus wasn't there. Like they they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had gripped them, and they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. And that was a wrap. Just an empty tomb. Right. They roll out. Done. And like it's a it's a really weird note to end on if that's the ending because you're like saying yeah. like the women didn't tell anybody because they were so afraid of what they saw. And you're like well, yeah, but like. Everyone knows now, so they must have told somebody at some point. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's, you don't get the rest of the story, and it just is like, why would you end it like that? That's so anticlimactic. Like, <laughs> we want to see the resurrected Jesus, and he doesn't show up at the ending of Mark. Right. Um, so it's that, like every indie film ever. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there are people who have genuinely wondered if like Mark deliberately ended it that way, sort of like an indie filmmaker. Like he he wanted just he wanted there to be this, this mystery to <laughs> yeah. Jesus of like you know. What happened to him? He wasn't in the tomb. Did he? Did he resurrect? Like, it, and it's it's a possibility. Like, I I tend to lean towards thinking that like the long ending was original. Yeah. Um. But you know, there's been a lot of ink just kind of spilled out, arguing either way on that. Hmm. Uh, so the actual ending. Yeah. In the brackets. Yes. So there, there's so there's the brackets versus the brackets, or can you get a Bible that just has not like it just ends right there? Uh, there might be some like I, I don't know of many, and I have to ask because I've never read the end of Mark. Mm. That's on me. Okay. I know that if you get like a King James, there won't be the brackets there. Oh, it'll just be like 
they're they, wall right there. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah. this is they, they believe that like the the manuscripts that are behind the translation for the King James, like they all have those verses, and most of the manuscripts in Greek that we have do have those verses. Gotcha. Um, it's just those two really old ones that don't, and so yeah. there's like there's that doubt. Yeah, did they just they had to put the bow on it, and that's or did they? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. I'll try to move along pretty quickly. I don't know how much time we've been here. No, you're but... good. You're good. Do what okay. you got to do. Okay. So we're, let's move on to Luke chapter 3 um, and then go down to verse uh, 22. So this is uh, when Jesus is getting baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. And then this dove comes down. It's the Holy Spirit. And a voice from heaven comes out and says something. So most of the, like, if you like read. Like the dove lands or the dove speaks? I don't think it's the dove that speaks. Okay, because that a... would fucking. Oh, there'd be some heads exploding. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. In, in verse 22, most of your Bibles, if not all of them, are going to say, like, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him, that's Jesus, in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came out of heaven, um, and it said, you are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. Mm. So, you know, we have this Mufasa moment where... Uh, <laughs> Holds like the, him up <laughs> and the song starts. <laughs> where he... he, he the voice comes out from the sky and, and says, like... The dove's head opens up, and that's where the song comes with the... <laughs> and it closes like a speaker. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Oh, that's great. Um, so, the, 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 the question is, like, what, what the voice from heaven says. Um, there are a lot of manuscripts that say, you are you are my beloved son and you, I am well pleased. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because like that agrees with what Matthew says. And that's what that agrees with what Mark says pretty much. So like it, it agrees with the other gospels that tell the same story. Yeah. But there but, are, there's always the, but yeah. With Joey. So there's, there's some other manuscripts, like it's a handful of manuscripts, but there are also a bunch of like early church fathers who discuss this passage and they say it has something else in it. Um, and, what they say it has is the, the voice says, you are my son. This day I have begotten you. Ah. Um, so like hmm. that is, that is actually a quote from the old Testament from Psalm two. Damn. So that, wow. Hmm. But like the weird part is like, it, first of all, it's different than what the other gospels say. So if I hear that, mm-hmm. if I hear what you just said out of your mouth, yeah. that makes me think, Jesus wasn't Jesus until that point. Right. That he was a random dude, and then God said, yes, you have reached out to me. Now you're my yeah. son. So this is another example of like what Bart Ehrman calls orthodox <laughs> corruption. He thinks that that was what Luke originally wrote, and that God <gasps> said to Jesus, like, you are my son. This day I have begotten you. And like some more orthodox scribes were really bothered by that because it makes it seem like no, Jesus no, wasn't no, the son no. of God he was until always, he was baptized. Yeah, he, he was born. So, <laughs> dude, that's crazy. Yeah. That's, I could see that being like a whole... Uh, and again, we're not saying that it's right, that it's wrong. We're say, like, But I could see that being like a whole cover-up scheme yeah. like that. It sounds like going back to that last episode we did, that should be the one hiding in the bottom of the Vatican. Like, right. You know? <laughs> and like, it's... So, Damn. Yeah, like the, there was actually a whole heresy like that was around this idea that Jesus was... Like adopted as the son of God, that he wasn't born that way, and it's just called adoptionism. That sounds like a cooler story too, where it's like, 
Like, I'm going to put this out there. He's like, watch him the whole time. He's like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Uh, I'm going to have to find another Jesus. But then he's like, yes, he's going to do it. You're the man. You're really, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, man, that opens up a whole wormhole. Yeah. Because <laughs> so. the whole thing where it's like, you know, in the end, and my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Or yeah. like, I, only my father knows, like talking about yeah. this. That shakes up the whole Trinity thing, the whole foundation of the church, if you leave that in the Bible. I mean, it, it raises a lot of questions. Like, it's just like, yeah, like, like, and that, that's why it's such a compelling, like reading in there. Like yeah. that, because first of all, it doesn't even agree with what the other two gospels say God said. Mm-hmm. Like they both say he said something else. And like, it leaves the door open for like this, this interpretation that most people did not want people to take yeah. away from this. Um, like there's yeah, a lot that's, going. That's for, the fringe stuff. Only the fringe people believe that. You're just sad. kill that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> take him outside. Yeah, <laughs> dude, this is crazy. So textual criticism. Okay, so now in the beginning, uh-huh. not Genesis, but in the beginning of this podcast, I was like, "Damn, like you are a glutton for punishment studying this stuff." And now I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what I believe anymore. I think I'm like, I'm just gonna cry on the way home. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> It's it's neat stuff to talk about, and <laughs> this is why I love doing this. Yeah. But um, we're going to go to another one closer to the end of Luke now. Okay. Other end of Luke. Um, we're going to go to Luke chapter 22, and then look at verses 43 and 44. Let's do it. Okay. So this is uh, near the end of Luke. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's praying because um, he, you know, he doesn't want to. He's about to die. He knows it's coming. Yeah. So here's what we've got in here. Um. Starting at verse 43, it says, Now an angel from heaven appeared to him, appeared to Jesus, strengthening him. And being in agony, he was praying very fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. Like we, if you're familiar with the Bible stories, like you might know, like this imagery, it's like, oh, Jesus is praying so hard that his sweat is turning into blood. Yeah. That's how bad it is. Um, but here's the thing, like there is a good handful of copies of the New Testament that just don't have those verses there. Ah. Like some of them don't have it there at all. And another weird thing is that others don't have it here, but um, some of them actually relocate it to the same story in Matthew. Huh. Yeah. Um, so it shows up again, but it's not even close to the same time. Well, like it, it just like they, they move it to the parallel like passage in Matthew where it's like it's telling the same story about Gethsemane. Oh, so like put the puzzle piece in yeah where it should go they're just saying like you know maybe this fits better in matthew than it does in luke so we'll just take it out of here and uh like you know transplant it into here which there the reason for that is probably because of like liturgical stuff so like people would have these little books that they would read in church on saturdays and sundays for worship where you just like read the passage out loud all together as a group and they were like worship books um, they call them lectionaries, and usually, like the lections would come from Matthew because it was the most popular gospel, mm. and that way, like it was nice for them to kind of like move that important detail over to Matthew because yeah. they liked the rest of what Matthew had. It was so like yeah, <laughs> so the, it's it's a different kind of we're like sweeten this up a little. We're gonna sweeten this deal. Yeah, so that explains that part, but it doesn't explain like why some other manuscripts just leave it out entirely. Hmm. Um. Maybe because they weren't creeping on Jesus in the bushes while he was trying to be alone and pray. <laughs> like, there's that one dude that's there, just like, yeah. And Jesus is like, "What are you doing?" 
fuck out of the bushes. <laughs> like, don't be a weirdo. Yeah. I think <laughs> like, shut up, Judas. <laughs> um like there like some people would think that like some scribes might have added that in because they uh they wanted to show that Jesus was human. Yeah. In addition to being divine, so that like he would actually bleed and sweat and do all those things that humans do. Yeah. Um, but another argument that I think is a lot stronger um, is one that was made by, I think his name is Lincoln Blummel. Um, he wrote a paper on this and he, he talks about how um, in the early days of the church, there were some, you know, atheist enemies of the church or pagan enemies who, you know, were just trying to poke holes in what these Christians believed. And one of them looked at this and said, you know, the mark of a hero is how he behaves in the face of death. Like you, you, you see the measure of a man and how he faces his own death. But when you look at this Jesus, this guy wimps out, he needs an angel to help him. He's so weak and he's like weeping and sweating so hard that it turns to blood. Like he's not, he doesn't stand up to the heroes of the time. Yeah. The hurt. They're not to say Hercules, but like the (laughs) the champions of the time. Yeah. He was, he's human. Yeah. They're just like he's he's so we got to change this up, yeah. And so, like the possibility is that you know some some Christian scribes were so annoyed by that that objection that you know, these enemies would come up with that they would just remove those verses so they didn't have to deal with it. Ah. So that's also a possibility. Yeah. And it's weird because like with this one, like you look at the tradition of of copies of the New Testament, and like it seems like this this reading like drops out and comes back and drops out and comes back a few times like over and over again because they didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. That's 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 pretty cool to my drunken mind right now where it like a text ebbs and flows because like we don't want to show how human this hero is. Yeah. It's that's And it seems like that's twice we've hit on that mm-hmm. of the uh like Jesus is too human. We need to clean this up a little yeah. bit. Like we don't, want, we don't want him like looking like the rest of the plebes here. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joey, hit us with one more. Okay. So, what do you got? Oh man. Um. Pick okay. one. Yeah. Do, okay. Do, do the finger thing. Do the Bible finger thing. Have you ever done that thing where you flip through the Bible and you have to put your finger down because God said that's the one you needed to read? <laughs> I I think I've done that once. Don't before do that right now kid. because I will catch fire. So like, <laughs> do okay. Use some method to this. One. <laughs> yeah. So. We'll talk about uh, another, the other, like really long uh, variant that, like, let's do it. Yeah. So John, uh, chapter seven, verses fifty-three through John chapter eight, verse eleven. There's a story, um, in there that basically covers this time that Jesus went up to the mountain and the uh, the leaders bring him a woman who was caught in adultery. Oh, yeah, you've heard this about this. Is one. Going, Most people yeah, have heard about this John one. Eight. So. It's, Wait, this is John 8. I kind of blacked out for a second. It's the end of John 7 John's, and then yeah, it's going beginning of John 8. Yep. So um, there are there's a good chunk of the manuscript tradition, including a lot of the earliest copies, that don't have this in there. Um, like John 8 at all? They just don't have like this, this story in oh, it. Oh, the story. Okay. Yeah. Um, and like some, the later ones do have it and... Like maybe like there's one earlier manuscript that also has it, but it's uh 
you know, there's a lot of questions just surrounding like why it would be added or why it would be taken away if it were original. Yeah. Um, and like even I think like St. Augustine wrote about this and he said, you know, he thought that some scribes would get rid of it because maybe they were afraid that women in the church would, would see this forgiveness of a woman who goes caught in adultery and think, Oh, I'm off the hook if I want to cheat on my husband. So, <laughs> I could see that being a plausible yeah. like idea. <laughs> so like there's <laughs> sort of an orthodox corruption maybe, but also yeah. maybe a little bit selfish. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I could totally see somebody doing that. Well, we can't let this get out. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but there are also arguments in the opposite direction that, you know, maybe it got added in to, you know, make some other point. Um, and like some people say, maybe it was thrown in there because it proves that Jesus knew how to write, that he was literate. Cause like, there's the part where he writes on the, uh, on the ground. That drives me nuts. And you like, don't know what it says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. Ah. But, but maybe the point was not the, not what he wrote, but just the fact that he could write. I, I never thought about Which that. Is, Me and Neil talked about this many, many times, and it was like, <laughs> what the fuck did he write? But it, I never knew about that, like talking about time, context, and everything else. The fact that he could write, that he was like learned, a learned man. Yeah, and it, it's a bit of a stretch to me, but it, it is an argument that's out there, so I thought I'd throw that one in. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but like, there's, I don't know, kind of going back to the other side, arguing that maybe it was original and was taken out, is that... Like it was part of that religious, uh, like corporate worship cycle of readings, uh, um, and like in in the usual readings that they do in the church, they would start a little bit earlier in chapter seven, get to this point, and then skip over this passage and move on to now everybody. Turn your page the fuck across this part, <laughs> yes, and continue reading at the bottom because you're not gonna have it's it's even though it's in the Bible, it's not the kind of thing you really want to read right, out loud right, in right. church. That's what I was wondering as a kid is like, we're talking like throw a little Old Testament, New Testament. Let's bounce around a little bit to make our point. Yeah. <laughs> so like authors doing that as well. Like, so we do this, this, this completely rip that out and use it as joint paper. And then we go to this. <laughs> yes. so, yeah. And like part of the, like what might've happened was like, they would write these markings inside the margins of the books that are saying like, Hey, skip this part when you're reading it out loud. And then skipped to here. <laughs> and like what might have happened was maybe a scribe was copying that and he just took that to me and, oh, skip this because you're not supposed to copy it. Yeah. And he just like, he missed Damn, it. I didn't know that. Like, do not read this part out loud. Like, keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. Like, only you and some close people around you. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. And it's like the story about that, that little bit in the Bible is, is crazy because like there's like a family of manuscripts that like just takes it out of that place and just puts it at the end of John. There's some others that actually take it out of there and just put it into like the middle of Luke. Just fit it in wherever you need it. Right. But it's still in there. <laughs> right. It's like, so you see this thing that keeps popping up and it's like, well, we got to like, it makes sense. Like, yeah, that's it, You can't look away from that because it's the same story no matter where it happens. Yeah. It's still the same. So it's like, yeah. And that's awesome. At the end of the day, whether or not like most scholars have agreed that whether or not it was originally in John's gospel like a lot of them believe that that did that was a real story that happened during Jesus' ministry. Right. So we need to put it in there. Right. Somebody felt like they had to put, put it the, in. Somewhere. Put the dirty shit back in there. Don't clean <laughs> it up. Don't put it through the filter. Put it back in there. Yeah. And like it's 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 easy to believe that it's real because it's so <laughs> offensive. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Especially for the time. Yeah. And back mass, then. 
a, a male controlled society or like you know to have this yeah that's awesome man dude joey thank you so much man oh. this has been awesome we're definitely gonna kick neil off the show more <laughs> and have you on and um guys thanks for tuning in to beer and bible again you actually uh yeah we love you all bye <laughs>